It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is Time Enough Podcast. Hey, it's the Time Enough podcast where we talk about episodes of the Twilight Zone and beyond. This is Matt. Andrew is here today as he is maybe every fifth-ish episode or something. Hey, hey, <laughs> but that, that doesn't mean I'm less important than everybody yeah. else. Yeah, like the way I do these, I do these kind of like all over the place. So it's weird. I like, I was just looking. It's like, oh, there's like three like, you know, like, far flung guests in a row and then like a whole bunch of regulars but i guess that's fine yeah so if you're listening at this point i guess you're listening and you just kind of plonk along right because we're, we're way <laughs> in the future this is like april man late april what are you doing in late april <laughs> late april you don't um, even know you don't know because you haven't planned that's it yet. Just, yeah so i'll check hi andrew in april Mm. Um, (laughs) uh, anyway today's episode is mirror image what you personally requested this one i did yes this is when you and this is one that that, you know that there were people kind of they had in mind but i was like he seems to want this one so i do throw it i throw it to you Um, okay first off i'll do the trivia though which, uh, you know, there's not that many people in here. So that at least keeps the trivia like kind of simple for once. Yeah. Okay. John Bram returns for another spot of directing. We've talked about him before. This is the fourth of 12 episodes he does. So, you know, every time he shows up from now on, I can just say, hey, there's that guy again. And there he is. Uh, Vera Miles is Millicent, Bar- Millicent Barnes, and she's a straight-up film star, of course, who is a regular cast member for both John Ford and Alfred Hitchcock, appearing in films like Ford's The Searchers and The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance and Hitchcock's The Wrong Man in Psycho. She did plenty of guest spots on television later in her career, including three appearances on The Love Boat. Paul Grinstead was played by Martin Milner, he was a star on the small screen, taking leading roles in the shows Route 66 and Adam 12. So I guess they just needed a, a pretty face. <laughs> uh, I mean, a pretty dude face, right? Okay. So <laughs> pretty boy I mean, face. That's what they needed. All right. <laughs> you come some kind of pretty boy. <laughs> Why, yes, I was the star of both Adam 12 and Route 66. That's what they're going for. So. I will splay the prologue abouts on the screen for you. All right. So what type of Serling are we doing for these? You want me to try and stick to Serling, Serling? You do what you want. That's the whole point of this. All right. Let me dry my teeth off a little. Is this going to be a video as well? Yeah, I guess. You, you podcast with video, don't you? No. Oh, okay. That's good. Because I was like... Some of the, I, I got lazy. If I don't have actual video, I'd stop putting it up because I'm too lazy oh. to render the video to the audio. Okay, go ahead. All right. 
Millicent Barnes, age 25. Young woman waiting for a bus on a rainy November night. Not a very imaginative type is Miss Barnes. Not given to undue anxiety or fears, or for that matter, even the most temporal flights of faith. Like most young career women, she has a generic classification as a, quote, girl with a head on her shoulders, end of quote. All of which is mentioned now because, in just a moment, the head on Miss Barnes' shoulders will be put to a test. Hold on, my teeth are getting too wet. <laughs> Circumstances will assault her sense of reality in a chain of nightmares. Put her sanity on a block. Millicent Barnes, who in one minute will wonder if she's doing mad. You'll, you'll just need to start smoking. That'll help keep your teeth dry as you do it. <laughs> I, I just got to, it's the whole secret to Serling is the dry teeth. <laughs> No, I've I've had a few people like try and figure it out in real time as well, like how how to do your mouth and your teeth because it is a bit of an odd thing, I guess. You know, I was always <laughs> fascinated by the people who who talk out of one side of their mouth. I think I'm one of those people who kind of sings out of one side of my mouth. So, yeah. do you? Kind of sort. That's of sometimes. because that's because of all those years of of us like having to chase the mic that was falling down or off. That might be why you're on stage. Well, you can see I'm still doing it with this mic right like eating the microphone and you know yeah, yeah. Play, playing gigs and stuff geez how many germs were were we sharing with every punk rocker in the city oh and don't forget being electrocuted through some of those <laughs> oh, yeah yeah that was fun yeah yeah so, you did no, you did more, you did more vocals than i did so eh, but it was more yeah. it was more surprising for me because I, I you know i didn't go up that often so i might be halfway through the set and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah getting shot through the lips it always yeah, blows. That's, that's how you it's surprising you didn't end up like Surly. Yeah. Um, so I've talked with some of these prologues. He's kind of like, this man is a bastard. He seems pretty yeah. passive aggressive on this one. Yeah, you think so? You think she's a smart girl, but she's kind <laughs> of a ditzy idiot. That's kind of how I read it. Kind of a blockhead. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I just thought that was kind of weird because, yeah, this episode. Um, OK, well, well let, let's put out why this is one of your, your picks, I guess. Well, as a Twilight Zone episode, um, you know, there's there's ones where people like meet their older self. And that's the twist. Oh, it was me. I was the old lady or meet their younger self it was like uh, Nightmare as a Child. What was the one where the person was like? basically being tormented by their like the child their their childhood self or something that, like that that might be it or or hey we did walking distance which does it the other way around where his older self is tormenting his younger Tormented, self. yeah <laughs> but this is the only one at least that i can remember when someone encounters like their doppelganger which is what happens in mirror image right and uh this is a, a legit kind of phenomenon with the idea that everyone's got sort of a copy but I also wanted it because it's really timely because in popular culture, the idea of multiple universes or the multiverse is kind of something people are just now kind of picking up on because of uh, Dr. Strange and, uh, and, um, and Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Well, this, this episode was basically kind of half remade as which, which Peel movie is it? Oh, us. 
Right, so okay, because I, I, I keep saying I finally got around to watching some of his Twilight Zone just to do some ahead yeah. homework, but I still haven't gotten to the, the films. So <laughs> Yeah, um that's a good that's a good point to make. Uh Jordan Peele's Us, which is one of the best horror movies ever done, um it was actually uh inspired uh by this very episode, Mirror Image. Um, because in it um you have a person who uh encounters a version of themselves that has escaped and is now driven by the idea that like in Highlander, how many can there be? Smell <laughs> my <Only> finger. <laughs> <laughs> there could be only one. And so the idea is that the doppelganger has somehow gotten into um, this person's world, gotten out of the one that they're in and uh, is now like has it out for that one. They want to erase the person and become the person. Like well, the only version of that person. Well, yeah. If you if you had to hang out with yourself, that would, you'd you'd probably get pissed off at yourself quite quickly. Well, <laughs> no, that you're just like, who's this imposter? Obviously evil. Die. <laughs> yeah. So, multiplicity, right? Um, yeah. Except, what is no, it? They, yeah. don't, don't they get dumber as they copy in multiplicity or something? They do. They get less <laughs> and less sharp by the time they get to, I think, the third or fourth one. He's putting pizza in his wallet and stick it in his <laughs> pants. <laughs> it's been a while since I saw that one. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that just that that's a classic one to me. But um, yeah, so mirror image just is a great one for a lot of reasons. But one, I think, is because it's super low tech. Like there's literally nothing to really understand other than it's a frightening situation. It's one of those ones that just legit feels like a nightmare. Yeah, this is. I do think this is one of the best episodes, but this is one where I actually think the twist is pretty crap. Yeah. I Because it's like they don't do anything with it. It's just there's a doppelganger. That's the oh, twist. The explanation. I mean, just like it doesn't go anywhere. It's except that guy gets his luggage stolen, basically. And and uh, she's and Millicent's sent to the nut house. OK, I mean, there's consequences, but there's not development is what I'm saying. Well, the 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 uh the, the gotcha moment is when you realize that the guy who's been, you know, now he's now being pursued. Right. You know, no, I, in right, a very I, I, straightforward I, I, way. And it's got that great uh, process shot where he's chasing after himself. You got to remember, you know, people around the time that this was out, you never seen anything like that. You know? True. Yeah. There's and a lot of, of interesting the, photography and effects. The grin on his face is, is quite fantastic, of course. But It is, isn't it? <laughs> He's like wanna... almost a Mr. Sardonicus level of yeah. grin. Again, I'm not maybe maybe it is for the more modern audience. Uh, I think it's a great episode. This is one I've in the since I got the Blu-ray set, I think I've actually seen it like five times in the past couple months. So um, yeah. I put it on for my wife because I was like, oh, she, I show her Twilight Zone. Was, again, I do think it's one of the better ones. Uh, I watched it for fun again, then I watched it taking notes, and then I watched it last night, you know, because uh, we, we got delayed a little bit. So I, I watched it quite a bit. So it, it's not me saying that it's not a good episode. Just eh, No, but I, I see cool. what you're saying, though. I hate the explanation for things. It's always my least favorite part of any sort of thing like this. Like, I don't, I like, uh, you know, Planet of the Apes is a great example. What more do you need? <laughs> there's, there's, there's a Statue of Liberty. Holy crap. You need the beneath the planet of the apes with, with those guys singing, those mutants singing hymns to the bomb. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's my favorite like movie franchise, period, is the apes. I mean, I like them all. But here, um, 
I don't, I'm, I'm just not a fan of the explanation. The explanation is kind of like, okay, everything's over now. Once you've explained it, the exciting parts are finished, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have a good point. It's 25 minutes. So I'm just, I guess for me, the, uh, seeing the doppelganger on the bus and her giving like the look of disdain is, is a little yeah. harder hitting. Maybe that's why like, that one is so hard hitting when it's like yeah. happy go lucky doppelganger guy at the end. It's like, wow, we got so much menace from the Vera Miles shot that now yeah. it's just kind of seems silly. <laughs> No, to me, that is the end. And whenever I rewatch it, I forget that you've also got man chasing after himself. It's a kind of a hokey shot. Like it doesn't look great. Um, but the simple in-camera effects that they were doing with uh, Vera Miles, those are all wonderful. And oh, yeah. That, those are like, fantastic. Yeah. And, and just going up to the bus and seeing, like, you know, she's probably on the bus, but seeing her and that face. Yeah, you're right. That I mean, it, it could have ended there. So maybe that's it. That was the that was the real twist climax shot, and then other one is just like, "Hey, dude, stole his luggage from himself." Yeah, <laughs> after and, and, the you know, existential they... dread of the first one, first reveal. Yeah. This is also the first season of Twilight Zone, and so a lot of times there's still a, a bit of hand holding that goes on. You know, not as bad as in uh, the pilot. Or Desi Arnaz has to come in and go, "Okay, you idiots, <laughs> here's what you just saw." So you don't write to the station and go, they left the ending off. <laughs> People still needed at the time, I think, a little. Yeah, they needed to be held by hand a little bit. As Twilight Zone went on, I think the audience got more used to the way the, the, the logic plays out of these things and used to the Twilight Zone formula. And so they didn't need that. But during the first season, I think um, this is something that, you know, unfortunately, it, it may not have been Serling's you know top idea he may have wanted it to end there i don't know yeah it would so, surprise me i guess yeah so I, 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 that kind of works out have you seen your own doppelganger then uh no god that would be great because of course serling story for this was being at the airport and um seeing a guy in the distance turned around who's like that could be me and of course when he turned around it wasn't but uh you know that that apparently was his inspiration for this one Excuse but, uh, me, sir. Can I feel your teeth? <laughs> Too wet. <laughs> Too wet. Um, <laughs> so I felt like um, I went hiking in New Mexico for like two weeks and we were at the base camp. There was a guy eating a ham that looked like me. Well, there you go. Yeah. Same hair. Because that, that was when we were playing in band. So that's why I had the 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 floppy emo boy haircut. And then the guy also had the floppy emo boy haircut. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that guy looks like me. Yeah. Japan. Yeah. I don't have this problem as much, but. <laughs> oh, and why is that? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Although there are, there, there are awful lot of kids. Definitely. There's like, you know, there's like five types of kids and that's it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to have to go by what you say. Yeah, <laughs> but I would think if your doppelganger uh, saw you, they probably would chase you down. Nobody here looks like me. Let's hang yeah. out. Let's start a <laughs> band. <laughs> yeah, see, ham guy was too busy eating a ham, so for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can you can understand that. I left out. Uh, I mean, there's only basically four actors in the whole thing, and the reason I left out the other two, uh, the guy who's 
he's perfectly fine. I expected to find any information on him, which I didn't. And then and the um, ticket taker there, the, 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 the guy at the counter. Yeah. 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 I couldn't really track down any info on him. The, um, the other lady working in the station is, was basically the, uh, television typecast of like Latina made most of the time. Uh-huh. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Would- that's the old days for you. That's my only thing. You know, when I have my, my friends, I got a friend that's black that really likes the Twilight Zone, but we always end up on this discussion every year when we're watching the marathon. And they're like, you know, it's just such a what. And that's why Jordan Peele getting a hold of the Twilight Zone is so great. And as you get more into it, or well, actually, you can tell from the first couple episodes, it was, it's the best reason to um revisit some material like that because as much as the twilight zone it's a good point to make as much as i love it it is a product of its time you know and so you are going to get those rules we've talked before about how few black stories there are it's amazing that there were any yeah and okay um it'll be a while so uh the episode replay has a fantastic twist at the end that makes the episode yeah which just, you know, if, if you haven't seen, I'll give the quick rundown is, um, you know, there's this like white sheriff trying to, uh, in every possible iteration of reality, trying to take out this, this uh, black kid going to university, finally survives. And it's like, oh, it's five years later. And he just leaves and you just hear police sirens. That's a twist. And it's like, OK, that was effective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you yeah. always hear about, you know, how how like especially african-americans like when they go out there's a certain sense of dread sometimes because this stuff happens and i was like okay that episode really communicated that sense of dread with the twist yeah um yeah let me know when you watch get out <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm working through the show first but um now this one i i one of the reasons i was like hey why'd you choose it why'd you choose it is also I, like serling is kind of in a weird place for you know uh burgeoning feminism like he's kind of half on board but he's still coming from the 50s yeah yeah no i mean it's worth noting that a lot of a lot of the uh the shows are centered on a male character um and this being a story about a woman the idea of women not being believed um that's still something that's being explored in film today you know and by a lot of women directors too uh, because that's a that's a very real thing, um, and in this episode, I mean, it's 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 kind of a, a traumatizing, but it could definitely be viewed as metaphor for the fact that you know, women she's she's telling this man stuff, and he's like brushing her off. Maybe that's one of the reasons the um, prologue for this one hit me. I was like, it's kind of passive aggressive. It's kind of like Serling wouldn't believe her either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like. I hate to keep going back to it, but you know, he, for for every sort of prescient thing he did, or some progressive thing that he did, um, there's also this underlying. Well, there was there was a, a way people were just wired, you know. And yeah, culture was wired. So yeah, it's, this is kind of a two steps forward and two steps back episode in that regard, in a way, which I thought was interesting because we, you know, a few weeks ago we did the the hitchhiker which seems to be a little more progressive in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she's, I mean, I mean she's being chased by death, but she has a little more agency. Like she's the one that decides to like start driving crazy and stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
this is why people are still talking about this show decades and decades after the fact because there's i don't think we're kind of reading into things these things are kind of there you know and it's incredible how um they definitely were going on regardless of who was pushing what um they're still you can still enjoy them yeah yeah but and this one is fascinating just because it's like well how much of this is intentional how much of it is not intentional how much of it is like maybe a little wrong because of the context of the times you know True. no there's i mean all through twilight zone there's uh problematic things you know uh but it's it's part of what makes it interesting because you do have that uh juxtaposition you know i guess that's the genius of this one with the central conceit being like no one believes her you know so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's uh it's one of my favorites for uh, for a lot of reasons but uh I guess because there's it's so kind of minimalist that in the, in that way it leaves itself open for so much um but there's a lot that's just definitely on the page there's no bones about it she's a woman in distress experiencing something that she can't explain but when she does try to explain it she's met with uh i mean obviously they they don't think too much of her especially the old fart i'm trying to think of when I would have been stuck in a station like this for this long. And I guess the one I'm coming up with is uh, when I went to Morocco and we took a train and in Europe, if, if you take a train at night, it kind of stops somewhere and lets you off at like, you know, seven or eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one just dropped us off in the middle of Fez, Morocco at like four in the morning. <laughs> so it's like, okay, what now? Yeah. <laughs> so, so they did have a 24 hour coffee shop. So. I mean, that was one okay. solution, but it was just like, okay, we've just been dropped off in a, in a North African city, having never been to North Africa. Here we are. <laughs> so I, that, that's a very different situation, but that just, uh, that came to mind, just the being stuck in the station for a while vibe of, uh, that this episode rolls with. Yeah. Otherwise I don't get, I don't think I've gotten, I, I ride trains an awful lot and I don't think I've gotten like stuck in a station for any particular reason more more than an hour or two yeah i honestly i would really have to dig but i more of what comes to mind is just being being caught uh in a like a elevator and stuff like that you know yeah i've never i've never been airport delayed particularly so that's nice but (laughs) oh it is weird uh and uh but yeah the elevator makes me think of five five characters in search of an exit have you gotten to that one uh that's not i mean i've seen it but i haven't you know podcasted it that's not no no i think um no which of course we'll do more seasons but uh we're on one now yeah it's like the pre-taped call-in show right with david well no i mean (laughs) i I guess i meant you've watched the whole series like all the way through oh no no there's episodes i have forgotten probably a few i've never seen so uh because i i said on the show before i have um Basically, I spent years with a brick of about a third of the complete show on DVD. You did tell me, yeah, you did explain that to me on one of the other episodes. Yeah, okay. so those are the ones I'd seen. So, and then I'd probably seen a few on TV. But yeah, I'm actually. I mean, that's. I think if you're going to podcast a TV show and you've seen every episode of it, maybe that's like not a good one to do because you're just <laughs> stewing in your own juices at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's no way you remember all of these. I mean, that's why I go back and watch them periodically. The whole thing yeah uh, so let's do the questions first one is who in this episode went into the twilight zone 
or who is of the twilight zone i can also add yeah you know i knew you were gonna ask that and i was thinking about it a week ago (laughs) and i had a good answer (laughs) but um i think the obvious answer um would be the um the original guy like the 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 band that's being chased at the end he goes to twilight zone but i'm now more thinking that the station agent was went to the twilight zone he's the one where it's kind of yeah i mean he just got annoyed by the twilight zone basically though you don't think he went oh the station agent the the, the station guy you know he i mean if he did go into the twilight zone he was like screw this (laughs) true I don't have time for this. He would refuse the Twilight Zone. Yeah, so I'll go with my original answer then. Okay, so you're you're not putting Vera Miles in there. I no, because I, I mean, one goes to the asylum and one just takes over her, her life, right? Yeah. Um, and then the other in, in the other two, the man, uh, you've got one that's clearly going, chasing him out of town. So I think he just kept on running, and he ended up in the Twilight Zone. I mean, because where else is he going to go? I mean, the other presumption is that he goes mad and gets thrown into pokey uh, or um, he gets chased into oncoming traffic. <laughs> <laughs> so how about the um, doppelgangers? What are they? Well, the, doppel- the doppelgangers chill. They're, they're in the, you know, they won. Well, they, they won, won, but they both like ones like they, you know, they seem they're so different than their clones, right? through hmm. like i don't need to, again it's not like i need to know like oh how did they step from their universe into ours or anything like that but um watching just the very last time i did start thinking okay you know mirrors with the you know, star trek sort of the mirror universe because their doppelgangers suck yeah <laughs> so i'm wondering oh, if God, I, I didn't even think about that yeah because neither of i mean they might be a little nutty but our our this universe stars are you know perfectly pleasant but the doppelgangers every time you see them they there's a look of disgust or like you know perverse delight on their face so <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like the uh yeah I feel, you know they needed some goatees yeah <laughs> Vera miles with a goatee that would have been cool <laughs> <laughs> i can see it yeah <laughs> okay uh did they deserve their trip into the twilight zone? So uh, let's, let's focus on, on the dude, Paul Grinstead. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely Cause he, Paul. Cause he didn't, he deserves it. Cause he didn't listen to Millicent. Yeah. I mean that, that could have changed the whole everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. is it the duplicity? Cause he was trying to be, you know, helpful. Right. But then he did, you know, lead her kind of bait and switch. So that might uh, be that might be his let's, his. let's be real about why he was interested in her in the first place. Okay, good point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but but maybe it's the bait and switch, which you know maybe makes him a little more deserving of having such an awful warning or whatever time of day this ended at. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I just think that I don't think his intentions ever were genuine. Even if you're just trying to be a nice guy, nice guys, you know, crap. There's always some motive, and so, uh, yeah. No, he got, he got, he got what he deserved, man. And the last one is where we put this episode on the tripometer. Zero is not trippy. Five is very trippy. Yeah. 
I'm going to have to, just because of the fears actually being depicted, you know, the whole, you're not paranoid if they're actually after you kind of thing. Um, because of the amount of, of just a flat out bizarre imagery, it doesn't go into like five, but I'd say a solid three-ish, you know? I, I, I was, I'm going to go all the way to four just because the concepts yeah. are so weird. But I want to, uh, of course, I want the, the four to be flipped around, you know, mirror style. <laughs> So it's a backwards four. I give this a backwards four. Okay. <laughs> that's that's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it goes. No, I, I for me, the, the atmosphere of this one is quite trippy, despite the visuals only giving you maybe a three money shots. Is that what we get? We get we get the yeah. bathroom reflection, we get the bus, and we get the uh the the whack shot at the end of the of the running so yeah in in the bus almost doesn't count because you're talking about two things in frame with each other and i feel like the bus shot is sort of like a pan like a like there's a creative edit there somewhere yeah it's not so much of an effect i guess but um i'm just talking those are the three like i mean those would be the fx shots quote you know because that's where there's at least supposed to be two of the same people in the shot right yeah they um the i believe the mirror shot is just a classic split screen uh i've done one of those before and um i mean you just can't beat it it's very effective it's yeah. eerie not like james cameron's cheat but uh, no no i mean get her twin get the twin <laughs> i mean if it's nice if you can get it it's yeah. just not, always not the so case. common yeah <laughs> no 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 i remember finding that out going like holy crap what are the odds you know <laughs> Well, worked out well for for him then. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> wrapping up today, yeah. Like I told you, I'm making you think. What uh, a few months in the future? Do you know what's going on? A few months in the future, or do you just want to give a general shout out to the Gonzos? Yeah, a few months in the future. I, I guess I'm going to be at this thing called Fan Fest uh, through the Oconee County Library. Um, that's going to be playing about an hour of Gonzorific movies. And uh, there's going to be some independent filmmaking panels, but it's more of like a just a convention of anything local, like sci-fi, horror uh, makers, things like that. Any, anything that's sort of genre related It's the first of its kind in Athens. And so that, I believe, is taking place uh, November or sorry, April. I believe that's April. The what? When is this airing? What is this coming up? Let me look at my paper. Might be too late because I think it's the 25th. Yep, oh, yeah. No, that's yeah. So it just happened earlier. So it happened, happened. but you know, if you're listening to this, that happened. But um, by then, my movie uh, Jugsaw will be out. (laughs) You can find that on gonzorific.com. As for this one, it's Time Enough Podcast, Time Enough Pod on Twitter. We're on Facebook as well. Uh, You can support it Patreon wise at Podcastio Podcastius, where we also talk about sci-fi films and Matt and Luke sci-fi sanctuary weird caught educational films with oral hygiene and there's podcasts about Pokemon Monster Hunter and uh, I think the Monster Hunter one's going to start doing a double duty as a a video game game show sort of thing quiz show so Ah. apparently they're running out of monsters I guess (laughs) (laughs) okay so you know watch your back Make sure you don't have your doppelganger chasing you from behind. That's right. Watch your back, but your best to watch your front. 
Yeah, you don't want to get kicked in the nards by yeah, your doppelganger. Because the dry teeth be pulling stunts. <laughs>